Hello, hello, and welcome back to another fun-filled edition of Soap Floor. I'm your host, Jet. A millennial, 80s baby, 90s kid, and overall television enthusiast. Today, we are celebrating Falcon Crest Friday with episode 13 of season two, a French word I can't quite pronounce, but I think it says poste d'eau. I have no idea what that means, and I'll Google it here in a bit, but we are going to jump in and figure out what happens after Jacqueline has just been outed at this beautiful party. So of course, Revelation at the party throws a wrench in everything. Angela's furious. She cannot believe that after all this time, her arch nemesis was actually the person who ruined her marriage. Let Angela tell it. So Angela follows Chase and Jacqueline, who of course are dipping out of the party. They're furious. You know, Chase is embarrassed that his mom's embarrassed. Jacqueline's embarrassed that her secret's out for God and everybody in the Tuscany Valley didn't know. So Angela follows them out to her porch where Angela follows Chase and Jacqueline, who of course dip out of the party with the quickness to avoid further embarrassment. And they run into Richard. Now Chase confronts Richard asking, you know, how could he betray your own mother, your own mother? How dare you? Now Richard responds in a very poignant fact-based response. And he says, just because she gave birth to me doesn't make her my mother. Now, Angela is heated. She's beyond hot. She's big mad. Angela, in her dreamsicle realness, demands an answer from Jacqueline. And Jacqueline, of course, asks Angela to exercise some discipline. How dare you ask me this in front of all these people? I love that response from people because I understand there's a level of respect that every human should give another. But it's so funny to me when the person who has caused the pain is like, hey, Give me grace. I demand your grace. I'm not going to talk about this with you. What else, right? Now, Jacqueline asked Angela to exercise discipline, i.e., we'll talk about this later, boo. And Angela's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to tell me to chill after 35 years. And I have to be on her, I have to be on her side there. That is a very interesting point. So Chase ain't having it. He grabs his mother and he starts to walk off with her. But Richard says, that's right, Chase. Even an adulteress deserves a champion. And that's all Chase and his curly headed realness needed to hear. He turns around and he swings on him, swings and hits Richard right in the face, knocks him out in front of everybody, kind of like Gandalf in Land of Lord of the Rings, knocks him out is totally embarrassing. So the next morning, the whole fight is all a buzz, And we know this because Lance and Melissa and Julia are at the table gossiping about it. And Lance is so geeked. Like, even though he got caught in bed with another woman, he doesn't care. He's super excited that there was some actual action. Speaking of action, there's some birds having like a fist fight outside my window. It's so random. I'm going to push through either way. All right. So Angela's already aggravated that Melissa has been dragging her feet with the sale, but because of the the previous night's revelation, she's even more irritated. She's like, little girl, you better get yourself together and you you better sell that to me. So she asked Philip to dig up some dirt on Jacqueline. Like she's just, she needs something. You know what I mean? Needs something to keep herself busy. Now Maggie sees Daryl just so she can get the script back. Now, Daryl, if you recall, is a producer from Hollywood who also owns a vineyard in Tuscany Valley. And Angela propositioned him to seduce Maggie, for lack of a better term, and he ended up catching feelings. However, he felt guilty at the Founders Day Parade and decided to tell her the whole truth, nothing but the truth. But the truth is, he actually does believe in her screenplay. 
And I forget who tells her who, who, who tips her off, but she basically doesn't want to lose the rights to it just in case it's actually something that can be salvaged. So here's a gotcha, gotcha. Because she signed some sort of contract, he has about three months to make something happen. And he really believes that he can get the picture made. However, uh, he didn't really originally think that the storyline would ever, I didn't think that this storyline would get any traction, but there is a three month hiatus or a three month delay to where there's nothing Maggie can do. Basically, that's the gist of it. So if you recall at the party, Richard decided he was going to make the moves on Melissa. And of course, she obliges. She shows up to his office in San Francisco. And instead of them going to the restaurant that she really loves, he had it flown in. He didn't have it flown in. He had it delivered because he lives in the same city. But there's like a lobster salad, blah, blah, blah. He's basically putting his hooks in her, telling her how beautiful she is and Oh my God, baby, you're so hot. I just want to be with you, blah, blah, blah. She falls for it, hook, line, and sinker because she's in a vulnerable position. Her dad basically didn't leave her anything but trouble. Lance doesn't want to be married to her. The baby's not Lance's, so she can't really depend on that to be a secure, you know, windfall for her. Richard is the next best thing. In a total blank crystal move, Jacqueline has a nerve to show up and speak to Douglas at his office. And she asked him to basically let the past be the past. Let's go ahead and start over. I'm your mom after all, right? You want a mom? And Richard's like, homegirl, you're not going to walk in here and just think everything's sweet after this much time. You better, you know, what do you really, really want? She wants him not to destroy chance, chase, chase, not chance. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So you want you want to protect the kid that you like the most, the one that you kept while you gave me up for adoption? And she's like, do it or be damned. And he's like, I guess I'm damned. He refuses. And she, just the, just the sheer gall. How are you going to leave somebody up for adoption and think everything's going to be sweet? But it's just a different generation. In my favorite scene of this whole episode, Chase and Angela are in the wine house and they're discussing business. And Angela, of course, she's all she's figured out who has ruined her life. Happens to be Jacqueline, who she already hates. And before she can stop herself, she starts going in to chance. Chase. Oh, I did it again. Oh my gosh. To Chase about how trifling his mom is, and she's going on and on and on about it. And Angela's like, you know, that that's the reason your dad drank himself together, because your mom. He was so obsessed with Jacqueline, Jacqueline this, Jacqueline that. Speaking of a drink, I am still on my Waterloo bit. It's delicious. I see no reason to change it. Truth be told, I just haven't gone to the grocery store. But we'll see what happens. I'm going to have some mocktails up very, very soon. Anyway, Angela is insisting that the reason his father is dead is because he drank himself to death because of Jacqueline. And Chase gently reminds her, uh, he's dead because you framed him and put him in a truck. You doused him with alcohol and then sent him flying over a cliff. That's why he's dead. Remember, Angela? And she's like, why are you bringing up old stuff? Meanwhile, while Cole is learning quite quickly, he's picking up all the wine lingo, all the wine science, all the wine work. He's very much impressing Julia and Angela. Lance, on the other hand, has a baby in a two-seater on his way to San Francisco for a paternity test. 
To quote the millennial poet Logic, I'm positive that ish ain't mine. You can take that ish to Maury. That is the vibe that Lance is on. He knows this ain't his baby. He can't wait to get the paternity test, stating otherwise. He's not the father, and he shows his mom the test. Now, she doesn't want him to lose out on his heritage or whatever. And Angela is angry and says that he's a dad until she decides otherwise. So even though he has a full paternity test proof, yo, and this is the thing he's stringing Lori along with too. Once I prove to my grandparents or my grandma that I'm not Joseph's father, I'm in the clear. But that's not the case. You were that baby's daddy until I say so, says Angela. The best thing in this episode will be acted on all parts by me. So let's set the scene. We are in Angela's study. Now, when Angela wears red, whether it's a red turtleneck, red, whatever, she means business. She's usually about to eat someone for lunch. Today, Jacqueline is on the menu. Jacqueline shows up in crystal cream to go ahead and set the record straight. For those of you who are new to the episode or new to this series, welcome. I'm so glad you decided to join me on this journey. Every episode, I don't make up anything. I want to be very clear. I never make up anything. I simply extract the essence from a scene using creative liberties versus giving you the scene blow by blow verbatim. So we're in the study. Angela's in all red is about to go down. Jacqueline shows up in crystal cream and she wants to tell Angela all about Douglas, aka her brother-in-law, aka Angela's husband, aka How dare you? So basically it goes like this. Angie, this is Jacqueline. Angie, I know this is upsetting, but I need you to know that both Douglas and I were so very unhappy, we practically fell into each other's arms. We had a beautiful relationship. Unlike you and Douglas. And Angela's like, oh, okay, 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 word. Is that why you had a baby and then had to lie and hide for nine months? Not telling nobody you were pregnant and then you put the baby up for adoption? You put him on ice? You put him on railway, basically? Word. Jacqueline's like, I wanted the baby, but I just didn't want to mess up your garbage dumpster fire of a life. It was already so messy. I didn't want to ruin it in any other way. Angela. Okay, but you left your bastard baby, right? Oh, and you had a mess that my, my life is messy. Yours is so messy. You had to marry you had to marry a guy two seconds before your baby was born, even though your baby was on ice. Then you put him in some adoption thing. How dumb is your dude? He didn't know you were pregnant. Are you serious? Now, Jacqueline was like, girl, why are you bringing up old stuff? That marriage was a null. I didn't marry that guy. Come on, shut up. Stop. Angela has done her homework and she's like, oh, word, Jacqueline. Now, isn't the dude that you married... Isn't that Richard's adoptive uncle? Like, isn't his? Isn't that um, Richard's dad's brother? The guy that you married? The one that you got annulled so quickly? Jacqueline is shook, shocked, and shaken. She had no idea that Angela's team was so investigative and so detailed, so thorough. So it comes out that the Henry Donault is actually the uncle of the guy that Jacqueline married, which is a beautiful twist I don't know if the ex-husband's going to come into play, but all we need to know right now is that we finally know who Richard's parents are. We know it's Jacqueline and Douglas. Jacqueline thought she was going to be able to secretly hide her pregnancy for nine months, 
put the baby in an orphanage, go marry the dude to get settled up or whatever, and live happily ever after. Now, Chase doesn't really play into this. I'm assuming Chase is older, although they don't really say that explicitly. They kind of imply that Richard is older, but who cares? This is what's going down. Welcome to Falcon Crest Friday. Oh, anyway, we're going to have to catch up next week or the week after that. I think I'm going to take a little bit of a break, but either way, relax, take care of yourself. Know that I care for you deeply and remember to keep all of your drama on TV.